Oh, man, I'm glad I came to church today. <laughs> you know, I don't do this just because it's my job. I do it because the Lord said, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. I did this way before I was a full-time pastor. I found out when I first got saved that church was way more than a religious institution. It was a place where you could get help that you could get no other place. When you go to a Bible-believing church that's really, you know, called of God, you get things the world can never give you, nor could they ever take them away from you. You know, true peace of mind is priceless. And it doesn't come from a pill. It doesn't come from another relationship with another person. It doesn't come from an exotic island somewhere. Peace comes from the Prince of Peace. And that's one of the things I needed in my life. Before, before I got saved, I was a mess. I, the devil bid high for me. I mean, I, I about died many times. And finally, I call on the Lord. And the Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I called on the Lord ODing on acid one day. I was, I was a mess. I was about to die. And he came and he rescued me and pulled me out of many waters, set me in a large place. I'm talking like David. You know, King David was delivered from a lot of stuff too. And I got free. I got totally set free. I got what man could not give me. Now, God works through people. Don't get me wrong. But there are sometimes you have to go directly to the Lord for the things that you're involved with. And he'll get you out and he'll pull you up and lift you into a place of peace and joy. And I just want to encourage you today, no matter what problems you're facing, legal issues, if you're facing legal issues, and maybe you are guilty, God sets the captives free. We know people who've been doomed to a life in prison, and God got them out in a couple years because they gave their heart to the Lord, and they're now in full-time ministry, flying an airplane all across the country. There's no situation, there's no problem that the Lord cannot bring you out of. King David said, he brought me out of many waters. He delivered me from my enemy, and my enemy was too strong for me. And the Lord completely set him free and delivered him from all kinds of stuff. You may feel like you're going through the valley of the shadow of death today. Well, here's the good news. King David knows how you feel. And he said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for you're with me. And you know, if you're going through it, that's good, because that means you're not staying in it. Right? That's actually not a bad confession to say, I'm going through this terrible problem. Well, that's better than saying, I'm staying in this terrible problem. I'm going to die in this terrible problem. Get through it. The Lord will help you get to the other side. And I know I'm not the only one. I know there's people in this congregation. You have been delivered just like I have. You've been set free just like I have. You've been saved just like I have. And what he's done for us, he will do for you. Yeah, but pastor, you don't know what I've done. You don't know the terrible sins that I've committed. You don't know the awful things that I've done. They're unforgivable. Lie. Lie, 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 lie. What Jesus did through his death, burial, and resurrection is greater than any sin you could ever commit on this planet. And if you will turn to the Lord like you're doing right now and look to him and pray this simple prayer at the end of the service, you'll be saved. I mean, you need to... I didn't start getting total freedom until I started reading the Bible for myself. I realized that these words are food to our inner man, just like physical food is food to your body. And I started reading things in here that started setting me free. And not only that, I started to find out how to stay free. Because it's one thing to get free in a church service and go back out and bondage come back in your life and problems. I got free and then I learned how to stay free. 
And I'll tell, you, I'll tell you real simple right here. If you want to stay free, because you know you can get free today through a prayer, through a song. through. A, but if you want to stay free, let me tell you three simple things you can implement in your life and you'll stay free. Number one, read your Bible every day. And we have a Bible chapter reading every day, Monday through Friday in this church. Join us. Number two, pray. Talk to the Lord every day. I'm talking about staying free. Yeah. And number three, go to church regularly because it's more than an institution where a bunch of people just gather and do some religious thing. It's what the Lord instituted. It's what the Lord, in this situation, it's what He created. And this is where you can find help that you can find in no other place in this valley, planet. Yeah. Can I get a witness? <laughs> All right. Maybe we should have a little organ music while I'm preaching here. Turn with me to Colossians chapter 2. And I wanted to show you something that I remember Carla and I, we heard these words 33, 34 years ago when our pastor was preaching along these lines. And it did something on the inside of us. And it'll show you that the, Christ, uh, the Christmas... Huh? That's good, too. That the resurrection story is more than just a story. And I want to show you Colossians chapter 2. We're going to read this out of the King James. And I have four other translations. I want you to see this verse. And now as we're reading the Bible, do you all realize that the Bible is not like any other book? This is different. These words were written because men of God were moved on by the Holy Spirit and they wrote divinely the things that God wanted them to write. This is different than every other book on this planet, and it's actually alive. I know that you can't understand that, but it's alive. Every time you could read a scripture a thousand times and get something new out of it every time. In Colossians chapter 2, this is talking about Jesus dying on the cross, being buried, and rising on the third day. And I want you to notice here, it says in verse. 15, that what Jesus did, it says, well, actually, go back to verse 14. Uh, let's go ahead and, no, <laughs> how about verse 12? Do you want to go back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1? <laughs> you got some time today? Verse 12, this scripture says that we were buried with Jesus in baptism. This is something that happened in the invisible world. It's called identification with the Lord and what He did for us. We were buried with Him in baptism, wherein also, believer, you are risen with Him through the faith of the operation of God who has raised Him from the dead. Before you go any further, I want you to notice the tense here. You know, past tense, present, future. He says, you were buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen. Everybody say, I are risen. <laughs> All right, let's be a little. I am risen, I am risen. With, Christ. with Christ. Now, if you, if you are already risen with the Lord, that means this resurrected place is supposed to be affecting your life here and now. Or it would say, you're going to be risen with him. If you are risen with him, then there are some present tense benefits to that right here and right now. If you don't know, you can't enjoy. That's why we're preaching to you right now. So you can know, believe, and enjoy the fullness of what Jesus did for you. Now, I'll let you know right up front, we are a full gospel church. What that simply means is we believe everything from Genesis to maps. 
We even believe the maps <laughs> in the back of the Bible. Seriously, we believe, we believe that we believe Jesus set everybody free on this planet, and if they'd only knew it and accept it, they could experience it. There's not one problem that Satan or sin brought into this earth that Jesus didn't have much more of an answer and victory over. You need to understand, guys, just because the Lord did it for you doesn't mean it's just going to magically show up in your life. This is where walking the Christian walk comes in. Reading your Bible, praying, going to church. You're going to find out more and more what the Lord's done for you. And you're going to be able to take more of it into your life. But if you are risen, if we are risen with Him, you got to understand this. We are risen above all these forces that don't like us. And I'm talking about invisible forces. <laughs> Pastor, you're not going to talk about the devil, are you? Well... Why not? He's a defeated foe. Why be afraid of the devil? Don't believe what Hollywood says about these things. They are messed up, man. They're making the devil look like some great equal opposite of God. Totally false. I'm going to show you a couple scriptures here in just a minute to, for you to realize that the devil and all his cohorts, or all his demons, have been eternally Defeated. Are they still around? Yes. Are they still hurting people? Yes. But when you find out what Jesus has done for you, they can't chew on you anymore. Amen. The Lord's given us power. He's given us a resurrected position above all these powers. And if you'll learn about this, you'll start living like it, operating like it, thinking like it, praying like it, and you'll see results you've never seen before. So it says, we're buried with him by baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who has raised him from the dead. Don't, don't let this boggle you. This is, this is powerful. Next verse. And you, believer, how many believers are in here today? If you believe in Jesus, raise your hand. And you, believer, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, has he, God, made alive together you with the Lord. Okay, now, church, listen, this is, uh, you got to get this. Everything Jesus did in his earth walk, he did for you, and he did for me. A lot of the things he did, he did as our substitute. Do you understand? He did things for you you can never do for yourself. And this scripture says that Jesus, when he died, he died in your place. And actually, in the mind of God, you did die with him. In other words, you paid the price. You didn't feel it. But Jesus did. You didn't have to go to hell, but he did. And in him, we went there because he did it for us. You don't have to understand all this. Just believe it. Jesus, notice here, it says he has made us alive together with Christ. When Jesus came out of the grave, when Jesus rose from the dead, when Jesus ascended to the father, we, he did all that for us. And in the mind of God, that's already happened if you're a believer. It's going to physically happen very soon. But it's already happened in the mind of God because Christ did that for us. And it says he's forgiven you all trespasses. That's good right there. Next verse. And it says the Lord blotted out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. You know, the law that said you do this and you die. Well, all, that, all those accusations had been blotted out through Christ that were contrary to, to us. God took it out of the way, nailing that to the cross. Next verse. And having spoiled principalities and powers, 
Jesus made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. All right, so basically we can say it this way. Jesus beat up the devil for you. Amen. And if you know these things, you can appropriate these things. So many people, it's so sad. The Bible says in Hosea 4, 6, it says that God said, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And again, now you know why there's some opposition to going to church. Because the enemy wants you destroyed. He'll throw up everything he can. Roadblocks, feelings, suggestions, this, that. But, but you've got to realize, lack of knowledge is deadly. Especially in the times we're living in. These are crazy times. We're living in the end times. The end of all things is at hand. And Paul the Apostle wrote that in the last days, perilous times are going to come. Difficult, dangerous times are going to come. It lists a whole bunch of things that are happening in our day. It's talking about men who are going to be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. These are all signs of the end times. And they're happening all around us. But as believers, we don't have to be afraid of what's going on around us because the Lord is our shield. We totally believe in divine protection in Faith Heights Church. We've seen miraculous things happen. If we told you, you probably wouldn't even believe us. As a church family, we've seen the protection of God time and time again, and it's all because of what the Lord did for us. Now, I want to show you four other translations. Go to the first one, Lucas, of that verse right there, verse 15. Can you read that up there on the screen? So the Barclay translation says of Jesus, On the cross, Jesus stripped the demonic powers and authorities of their power and made a public spectacle of them as if they had been captives in a victor's triumphal procession. Everybody say this. Death, lost. Death, lost. Come on, this happened now. Now, before we read the next translation of this verse, this is what happened between the cross and the throne. There's some things that happen in the spirit realm. And you and I need to be very thankful these things happened because if the Lord hadn't went through this, we'd have to. I don't know if you realize it or not, but Jesus went to hell for you. He didn't have to, but he went there for you. So, well, pastor, I don't know if I believe that. Well, read the Bible. Acts chapter 2, it says God said that Jesus' soul was not left in hell. Neither did his holy one see corruption. But God raised him from the dead and loosed the pains of death and set us all free. Well, I don't know if Jesus died spiritually. If he didn't, you'd have to. Because that's the price of sin. Jesus died. When he said, my, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He wasn't just quoting David. He was telling us what was going on at that moment. The Lord had to turn his... Jesus became sin for us. He never sinned, but somehow he became sin for us so we could be made the righteousness of God in Christ. And again, don't, don't try to figure all this out with your brain. Just believe this good news, friend. You don't have to understand all these things to be saved. You just got to believe them. Jesus paid our penalty and our price so we could go free. 
And so go back to the next scripture now, same verse, Colossians 2.15, out of the Phillips translation. It says, then Jesus, having drawn the sting of all the powers ranged against us, he exposed those fallen powers, shattered, empty, and defeated in his final glorious triumphant act. Now that's again what I'm saying. Jesus did a little more than make a touchdown. He did this. And if he did this, we should be going glory to God all the time. We should be the happiest people on this planet. And when they see the joy in us, they should want the Lord we serve. Because this is real. This happened. Oh, aren't you glad for this, guys? Jesus defeated these evil powers for us. Are they still around? Yes. But in the name of Jesus, we can pray effectively and get free from anything they've tried to throw our way and stay free from these powers as they try to attack you in your daily life. Now, I could preach a really sweet, nice Resurrection Sunday message today and talk about the story of Jesus. Or we can talk about things that are available to us right now. Look at another verse. Same verse, verse 15. Colossians 2, in the Love It translation, it said, Jesus, he openly displayed, God openly displayed Jesus' triumph over Satan, disarming him and his e- entire band of spirits down to the last demon. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, as a believer, if the enemy attacks you, you know, fear or anxiety or some crazy bondage comes your way, all you have to do is put your foot down and say, in the name of Jesus, No. And all this power of the resurrection that raised Jesus from the dead works through you to keep those powers away from you and your loved ones. All right, one more. You want to see one more translation? Anybody having fun besides the preacher? (laughs) One more. It says here in the Johnson translation, By his resurrection, Christ demonstrated the emptiness of every earthly power when God acts. You, believer, have this kind of triumph in life. Because of your relation to God through Christ. Yeah. Oh, come on. Let's say this. I, I have this kind of triumph. Have this kind of triumph. Say this. I'm not going to have it. I'm not going to have it. I presently have it. I presently have it. In, life, in life. Because of my relation. Of my relation to God through Christ. Come on, man. We, some of us, we've tapped into some of us. I'm telling you, our prayers have gone from, oh God, oh God, oh God, to knowing how to pray and seeing some of these victories in our life. We've seen, you, you, you got to understand, we're not lying to you. We have seen deliverance and healing in our lives. You can too. Turn to um, Romans chapter 8. Romans 8. If you're a believer... Someone came to live on the inside of you. (laughs) It's called the Holy Spirit. The wonderful person of the Godhead in the earth realm. And if you're a believer, say these words. Greater is he he that is in me me than he that is in the world. world. That's a scripture you're quoting there. A lot of times you need to say that in the midst of circumstances that tell you you're going to lose. In uh, Romans 8, look at verse 11. If the spirit of him, and if you're a believer, he does. If the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also make alive your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. 
Isn't it interesting to see here that the resurrection power of God can also affect your mortal body? Amen. Oh, thank God for the spiritual things that have happened in our lives. But did you know your mortal body can be positively and powerfully affected by the Spirit of God who lives in you? This is good news, man. I mean, this, this is what needs to be preached on every TV channel, every form of social media, because this is what's really going to help people. Don't get me wrong. I, I like helping people cope. You know, I like helping people get through stuff. But friend, there is victory available. There is victory. And I know not everybody's contending for it, but you and I can. I know not everybody's preaching it, but I'm going to. Because I've seen the victory of God in my, in my mind, my emotions, broken heart, body, family, all areas. Friend, there's nothing that the resurrection power of God can't fix in your life. When you're praying, don't pray hoping something's going to happen. Pray believing these things are going to happen. Your body's going to get better. Your finances are going to get better. Your marriage is going to get better. Come on, if you pray and don't believe, all you did is get some jaw exercise. You've got to believe that when, get an attitude about it. God, you didn't lie. I'm asking you. I'm your child. You're my father. I'm believing for this thing to be fixed in Jesus' name. Then act like God heard you. Get an attitude about it. Don't just sit around and mope and wait and say, I hope the Lord does something. Declare he's working. Amen. He's working. That power is working in my mind, in my emotions. I'm going to feel normal real soon. Amen. I'm going to get over this thing. I'm going to get through this depression. I'm going to get over this bondage. Why? Because the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you if you're a believer. And he that raised Christ from the dead will also quicken. That, that means make alive your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you. One more scripture, Romans chapter 10. You're really going to like this church. Romans 10. And I'm going to read verse 9 and 10. The most important thing that you could hear from this message today is what I'm going to tell you right now. And these guys aren't leaving because they don't like my preaching. <laughs> They're getting ready to do another song. <laughs> Um, the most important thing I can tell you right now about this Easter Sunday, I like Resurrection Sunday better, is what I'm going to read to you right here. Romans 10 and verse 9 and 10. Look up on the screen if you don't have a Bible. Paul the Apostle said that if you shall confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. How important is it to say those words? How important is it to say those words Jesus is Lord. Well, it, it's the difference between heaven or hell. Satan being your Lord or Jesus being your Lord. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and, everybody say and. This is just as important, just as vital to get you saved as the first part. And if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. Hallelujah. So let me ask you a question, church. Is it important to believe in the resurrection of Jesus? Yes. How important is it? Well, you know, Jesus was a good man. He was a great prophet, you know. And yeah, he, he did some cool things and taught on love really wonderfully. But rising from the dead, I don't know if I believe that. And you're lost. You're totally lost if you don't believe that. 
Well, I don't know. I mean, that's pretty wild. You know, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. I'm not sure I believe that. And you're lost forever. This is, this is not an option. If you want to be saved, it's real simple though. I don't know. See, people trying to, I guess they're trying to understand all this before they believe. But that's backwards. You believe before you understand. Matter of fact, you won't get much understanding until you do believe. Jesus put it like this, except a man be born again, he will not see the kingdom of God. Everybody wants to see the kingdom of God, and then they'll say, oh, I'll be born again. Don't work that way. It's be born again, and then you start to see. It's called faith. So if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Now, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord... And you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you're not saved. God lied. And he didn't lie. You are saved if you do these two things, whether you feel like you are or not. You may at times feel like you're not saved. But that doesn't mean God lied. Your feelings are off right now. If you don't feel like you're saved after you've done these two things, that doesn't mean you're not saved. It just means your feelings aren't saved yet. The real you is saved. The inward man... You're going to go up when you leave your body, not down because you believe. God didn't lie. See, a lot of times people get mixed up in this feeling area. I just don't feel like I'm saved. Well, so what? There's many times your pastor doesn't feel like he's saved. But I learned a long time ago, I don't go by what I feel. If the Word of God said it, I believe it, and that settles it forever. I'm saved. I'm I'm saved. I'm saved. You know, in your Christian walk, I don't know if you realize this or not, but even in your Christian walk, you're still a work in progress on the outside. Amen. You're still going to have to learn some things. You're, still, you're going to still fall a few times. You're going you're gonna to sin. You're going to mess up. What do you do? You get back up and you move on with God. And you don't have to get saved again. You just need to get back up and say, Lord, forgive me and go on. He'll forgive you. You're his child. Of course he will. You got to watch out about this condemnation thing, guys. You got to watch out about feeling like, well, I just feel like I'm just not worthy of any of the blessings. I just feel like I, I'm not you know, strong enough to pray like I need to. I just feel, stop. You are, if you're a child of God, you have access to the Father. You have rights and privileges in the family. Just use them, whether you feel like they're real or not. Next verse. For with the heart... Man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So it's very, very important what your mouth does, and it's very, very important what you're believing in your heart. Did you know, church, that God doesn't want anybody to go to hell? And He's really, in reality, He's actually not sending anybody there. Adam put everybody on this road. Jesus is trying to get us off that road. The Bible says, in Adam all die. Not God wants everybody. If you want, it's real simple. God prepared hell for the devil and his angels. Not for man. Is man going? If they reject the Lord, that's the only place they can go because they're already on the road. Adam put everybody on this road to hell. And God doesn't have to send somebody somewhere. They're already headed. He's trying to get people off that road. And I, you know, I know some people have a hard time with the, Jesus said one day, he said, I am the way, 
I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Well, Pastor, I believe there's many ways to heaven. That's not what the Lord said. There's one way. But why argue about it? Man, at least there's a way, right? right. Oh, I, I just, I just, I just upset with the fact that there's only one way to the North Pole. No, you're not. Just go north. If you want to go to the North Pole, go north. It's the only way, right? What, you don't have a problem with that. Why do you have a problem with one way to heaven? I'll tell you why. Because there's invisible resistance to getting to heaven and trying to make it sound weird. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by Him. So, y'all needed to hear that today whether you feel like you did or not. And some of you, some of you needed to hear it for somebody you're going to meet. And you're going to share some of these things with them. Church is like training ground. Then we go out in the world and use what we got. You're going to meet people that Carla and I could never meet. Take these truths. Show them this scripture right here, especially Romans 9, excuse me, Romans 10, 9 and 10. You know, you don't have to call pastor to help get your neighbor saved. You can share with him what I just shared with you. You've been equipped. Say, I've been equipped. I've been equipped. Well, pastor, I... I, didn't, I thought I was going to come to church today to be entertained. Well, not faith heights. We're more concerned about you being equipped than entertained. 